everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Bearcat Rewind. This is episode number 14, lucky number 14. And as we get uh, deeper and deeper with Bearcat Rewind, that also means Northwest Missouri State football continuing to play deeper and deeper into the playoffs. So uh, hoping to see the Bearcats uh, continue this run and end up back in Texas a little bit later this fall. One guy that knows about playing in national championships, well, that was Sean Paddock. Sean's first year on campus was 2005. He registered that season. That was the first of five consecutive trips to the national championship game for Northwest Missouri State. And in the final game of his career in 2009, well, he finally won that ring for the Bearcats. So not only a national champion during his senior season, a 2008 All-American, a first-team All-MIAA football player, and a 2009 academic All-American. And as he ended his career... He held the Northwest Missouri State career records for tackles for loss with 43.5 and sacks with 27. Sean came to Northwest Missouri State as a young man from Bettendorf, Iowa. His defensive line coach, Rich Wright, was also his recruiter. And those two formed a lasting bond that still continues to this day. So we'll hear from uh, Sean about uh, Coach Wright, uh, his time at Northwest Missouri State, uh, some of the highlights, uh, a good story on Coach Wright and on Coach Boswick. So be sure to stay tuned for that. This was a fun one with Sean Paddock. Now we want to let you know that Bearcat Rewind is sponsored by the Northwest Missouri State Alumni Association and the Northwest Foundation. They're inviting you to take part in the Forever Green campaign, which is an effort to pave new pathways for students to excel. They're on the final stretch run to meet their goal. The Forever Green campaign is a push for Northwest toward academic excellence, scholarships, student life, and much, much more. If you'd like more information on the Forever Green campaign, go online to nwmissouri.edu slash forevergreen. And also thanks to Mosaic Medical Center Maryville for their support. If a sports injury sidelines you from your favorite activity, don't worry, you have a team of experts ready to help. From sprains and strains to breaks and more serious injuries, our orthopedic and sports medicine professionals in St. Joseph, Maryville, and Albany have the skill and experience to get you back in the game as fast as possible. Mosaic Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, we're all in to get you back in. Now let's dive into our interview this week with Sean Paddock. Well, today's guest, one of the best defensive linemen in Northwest Missouri State history, Sean Paddock, joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. Sean, we appreciate you coming on and chatting with us. And, uh, you know, we're getting to that point as we record this just a couple days before Thanksgiving. And uh, one of the great traditions for Northwest Missouri State football players is not going home over Thanksgiving break, but actually sticking around to practice, something you got to do a few times. Yeah, definitely. That was always uh, one of our goals as the season kind of wound down was to try and make sure that we we weren't having Thanksgiving with our our, uh, you know, traditional families and instead kind of our, our second family there in town. You know, when you go back through and you look back at uh, some of the things that you did throughout uh, your days here at Northwest Missouri State, now fast forward about 10 years later, and uh, your defensive line coach, Rich Wright, is the head coach here at Northwest Missouri State, but uh, one of those traditions that's still the same is Coach Wright uh, coaching up that defensive line. And, and some of those records that you set back in your playing days have gone down a couple times because he just keeps – churning out uh, big-time uh, defensive linemen here at Northwest. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, they've, they've continued to have a lot of success there, and you know, I've, I've been brainwashed, uh, probably thanks to Coach Wright, to believe that the game is often won up front. Uh, and you know, he uh, doesn't just say that, but you kind of see that as far as where he makes sure to invest uh, his time and energy. Um, but they do. Uh, you know, that wasn't a record that I got to hold for very long. Uh, people at work, you know, we'll mention it, and I'm like, you realize that that was broken not once, but <laughs> a couple times. And um, I think I'm somebody who just benefited from a little bit of longevity more so than maybe anything else. You know, Sean, when you look at your record, though, do you ever think what might have been had you not missed uh, five games your senior year? Uh, it's hard not to, um, but you know, the the players that have 
kind of since kind of come and went. Uh, they're outstanding players, and it, certainly they battled their own adversity, you know, and so I think that it is what it is at the end of the day, and I'm still proud of kind of what we accomplished and proud of the guys that have since made uh, additional accomplishments. When you left Northwest, 43.5 tackles for loss, 27 sacks. Uh, of course, back in 2009, you know, you have to say the right things, but n- now that we're 10 years later, how much did that mean? Was that in the back of your mind at all, kind of going forward like, man, I'm, I'm going to break a record at one of the most prestigious Division II football programs in the country? Uh, I think I probably have a maybe a better appreciation for it now than I, than I did then. You know, um, I you know, had the benefit of getting to watch Ryan Waters break it just a year or two earlier. Um, and so it wasn't like this kind of long-standing record. It was like I was kind of next man up. Uh, but um, definitely take a lot of pride in that. Um, just even be, you know, considered kind of in that, in that uh, class is, is pretty meaningful. When you look at uh, Northwest Missouri State and obviously um, so many great players to come through, but a lot of it is just, uh, and I know Coach Doral said it a lot and it, and it went down to Coach T and, and continues on now this today, but everybody says do your 111th. And uh, you look at uh, this defense and, you know, what, what Coach Bostwick had you guys doing in 09 and, and how great those defenses were to shut down some, some really uh, uh, potent offenses. But what's it been like to see Coach Wright carry on that tradition and just kind of, um, you know, take the mantle and, and just um, keep that same level of excellence on that side of the football? Uh, it's been very cool. You know, uh, as a player, Coach Wright was definitely the one that I was closest to and had the, the closest relationship with and the most direct interactions with. And so uh, I was very excited to see him kind of have the opportunity to continue on the you know the just the Bearcat legacy and um, you know if you talk to any of his players um, you know he's definitely somebody that uh, all of us would go to war with and I think that you know as a player that's that's ultimately what we're looking for is somebody that we can buy into and uh, you know even when results may not be exactly what we want in any given situation I think that ultimately what he does to instill just the sense of family and culture of just that relentless um, pursuit of excellence. There's just not a lot of people that have the ability to do that. I know, too, one of the things that he really uh, uh, enjoys is the relationships that he continues to have with his former players. Uh, uh, I know he talked a couple weeks ago when he looked back on the sidelines and how many of the former players came back for that matchup with uh, Central Missouri. And it's those type of things that really mean a lot to him. Uh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, you know, we always joked uh, when we were there together that, you know, whether it was Coach Wright or Coach Boswick, you know, the guys refer to them as our daddy, and we, we joked about it, but we spent more time with, with those guys than most of us did with our actual parents, and I think that, that that relationship that was built is one that doesn't just go away, and what's really cool is that even though, you know, as I mentioned earlier, life kind of happens, when we do get back together, it, we don't skip a beat. It's as if, you know, it was yesterday that we were um, going out to practice for, you know, a Friday walkthrough or kind of our game day routine. Um, so, you know, now when we talk, it's about different things a lot of times. I always ask him about the team and everything, but, you know, he's wanting to know how, how my kids are doing, and I'm kind of asking him the same about his, and we have a whole another set of um, conversations in that regard. Well, and not to put you on the spot, but uh, obviously Coach Bostwick and Coach Wright uh, 
get a little bit fired up at times on the sidelines or in practice, I'm sure. Uh, are there any go-to stories or memories um, of your playing days of being with those guys on the sideline or something that kind of makes you chuckle now and you look back on um, some of those in-game conversations or a moment in a game or, or their interaction with the referee? <laughs> Uh, yeah, there are, there are two that, that come to mind immediately and they're stories that I, I retell, uh, pretty regularly. Um, and one is kind of, uh, not even necessarily mine, but is just as memorable as I can, uh, can think of. Uh, we, when we played Shattered State in, in the playoff, it was, I think, our first time of playing against Danny Woodhead. And, um, we had done a pretty good job containing him. And then there was one play where they, they ran him on a route out of the backfield, and our inside linebacker, uh, Jared Erschbommer, was covering him and got burnt for a huge game. I don't remember if Danny scored or not on that play, but it, it was a, a huge kind of blow at the time, kind of in the middle of a, a game. And as we came to the sidelines, I think Ersch could see that Boswick was just fuming, and he's like, before you yell at me, and he'd say two things. First, that guy is really, really fast. And second, we shouldn't run that coverage anymore. <laughs> and you could just see all of the, the like, I guess, anger or whatever just drain from Boswick, and he just smiled and kind of waved at him and just moved on. So I think it was just this moment where, you know, both, both people knew each other really well and couldn't help but laugh at kind of just that exchange. <laughs> uh, the, the second is uh, personal between, you know, Coach Wright and I, and, it was right after I got named uh, All-American. And uh, we were at practice going through drills, and uh, I don't remember exactly what I did, but something that warranted some coaching from uh, Coach Wright. And when he offered me that constructive uh, feedback, I rolled my eyes at him without even really recognizing that I was doing it. And he was on me so fast and said, I don't give a crap, you know, who you think you are, Mr. All-American, <laughs> but, you know, dot, 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 and I uh, just, in that moment, it just reminded me that, look, you know, accolades aside, like, you know, it, you got to stay bought into what got us here, and, you know, the success that we have, whether it's as an individual, as a team, is a function of, you know, the work that we put in every single day, and, you know, being named some, you know, All-American or anything, it, that shouldn't change anything. And uh, so it was a humbling experience, uh, definitely, and one that, you know, looking back, I, I really appreciate, um, and it stuck with me. You know, you were a member of uh, four straight teams that made it to the national championship game. When you got ready for your senior year there in 2009, what, what did you feel was the major difference between that year and the previous three years for you? Uh, I think it was just where we put the emphasis. You know, I think we, we had – tried so many different things from you know the first time we made it we were just glad to be there you know and then the second year it was you know bam or bust sort of thing and you know cycled through you know we're going to approach this all business we're going to change you know when we go and what our routine is whether we participate in you know the, the trip to the um, campus to see the lions or whatever and when it rolled around to my senior year i think we just decided we just wanted to go and have fun um, go and enjoy the experience, enjoy each other, and just try and you know flush some of the the history and some of the baggage. You know, even though that certainly helped those of us that have been before kind of put things in perspective. We had a lot of guys that hadn't, and um, so that they really helped 
kind of challenge us to to let go of some of that and just embrace the now and um, go and enjoy each other. Well, then you get in in 2009, and uh, and Northwest Missouri State uh, starts quickly and opens up a good lead on Grand Valley State. And and you don't want to say, you know, did you sit back and relax? And and obviously it's a a good Lakers team, and they did fight back, and the Bearcats uh, hang on to win that football game. But at any point in that first half, did you get a pretty good feeling of like, all right, this is our day finally? <laughs> uh, most definitely. Um, you know, and it, there was a handful of, of players and uh, that were like, you know, guys, come on, we can't, we can't quit. But, you know, it, it was hard not to just kind of take a breath because we did jump out on them. Um, and then, you know, it, the other thing was when they started battling back and it just seemed like bad break after bad break, some of the uh, team members that hadn't been there before, that maybe that was their first year on the team, kind of looked around and were like, is this really how this happens? Uh, and those of us that had been there were kind of, I mean, I can admit had some just doubt in the moment. Like, I didn't think so, but maybe. Well, you know, going through uh, the previous few years, is there an advantage at that point of, oh, hey, we've, you know, we've been to Northern Alabama. We've been in this stadium. We've played on this numerous times, or, or or does it just kind of feel like a cloud hanging over your head of like, all right, we're back here again, and, and the and the tide's starting to turn against us again. You know, I th- I think it probably varies for for every individual. I mean, people approach situations differently, and as I mentioned earlier, we had a lot of new new blood on the team in '09. Um, had transfers in or people that, you know, maybe coming off some sort of a medical deal where uh, there, there was a lot of just kind of new newness to the, the experience. Um, and those of us that had been there before, I think um, it just helped maybe ease some of the nerves or be able to just kind of help manage expectations throughout the week. But at the end of the day, it, it a game is a game, and, you know, as long as we're preparing the way that we were taught to, um, we're able to usually go into those games uh, pretty confident. You no, know, Sean, we talked a little bit earlier about missing some games that senior year due to uh, that foot injury you had. Might uh, take us through what it took to rehab that foot and get ready to go of where you were ready where you could play in the playoffs that year. Uh, sure, yeah. Um, well, so it was my, uh, my Liz Frank ligament in my foot, and – uh, when we talked to you know Dr. Har and Dr. Stefano, they basically said, "Look, the the recovery time is similar whether you have surgery or not. The difference being the risk of re-injury." And so I think that that for me was enough to to warrant the surgery. And then at that point, um, it was every day, multiple times a day, in the training room with uh, Jeff and Kelly, and just trying to to rehab it. And then once we reached the point where they just said it's a matter of pain tolerance that my my foot is structurally more sound than you know my good foot uh you know that that helped a lot mentally um but it was it was just just i don't know persistence i guess in terms of rehabbing it and lots of pool workouts you know lots of you know alternating ice and heat sort of thing um and just pretty much doing whatever i could to try and get back out there well, and when you made it back on the field, you certainly made your presence felt in that Abilene Christian game. I think eight tackles and a sack in that game. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the exact stats. I remember feeling pretty good about, um, you know, just being able to to get out there and, and play. They had some some big old boys on their offensive line, and 
uh, I knew that was going to be different than you know the prior game or two where we played uh, some some different uh, competition. Um, but yeah, it was uh, you know they wanted to try and kind of establish the run and um, saw something on film that um, made them want to kind of attack the the weak side of our defense and. Um, we did a decent job of kind of withholding their their punch and just kept kept fighting. Of course, Sean, we want to talk about the positives that come with uh, with your career here at Northwest. But um, going back to your junior year in '08 against Truman State, you scooped up a fumble and you took a 52 yards, but you came up six yards oh, short. Man. I mean, <laughs> can you take us through what was happening there? Oh my gosh, I kind of forgot about that. Um, yeah, it was don't screw this up, don't lose the ball, and I covered it up with both hands and uh, almost ensured that I got tackled short of the, the goal line. Um, but it seemed like we were in some sort of a zone zone um, blitz where they had me kind of dropping out and dropped right into the, you know, where the ball just bounced right into my hands. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, either I'm just slow or maybe the wrong guy was chasing me but i'd like to think if i had a little more experience running the ball maybe i could have made it in. <laughs> <laughs> was that and i was going back through i couldn't find anything else was that the only attempt at a touchdown that you had that the closest you got yep yes it was mm. but you had the sack record so that balances it out so that's the main thing right yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Shauna, it, it coming into uh, to Northwest Missouri State uh, from Pleasant Valley High School and kind of near the, the Illinois border over there, how did you work your way back over to Northwest Missouri State? What drew you to be a Bearcat? Coach Wright. I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, really as simple as that. He showed up in our guidance counselor office one day and, um, you know, talked to me about what they were trying to do at Northwest, and I think he was the uh, one of the few coaches that actually came and talked to me in person uh and then i came down for a visit and you know liked what i what i saw and what i heard and you know the rest is uh history as they say in a, in a great career here at northwest missouri state uh, holding a couple records also uh, an all-american first team all miaa uh, an academic all-american in 2009 as well if you can just give us an update on on where sean paddock's at right now uh yeah uh well so right now i work uh, I work downtown at the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City, uh, and I work in our software delivery function um, and, and really focused on data and analytics, which, you know, is, is kind of the hot thing in a variety of industries, inclusive of, of football. You're, you're seeing and hearing more and more about that when you watch the games on Saturday and Sunday. Um, so I get to do that uh, for the Fed. Um, you know, one of my uh, uh, kind of the other big, big highlights uh, recently, or uh, Brittany and I have added a couple kids to the to the mix. So, um, you know, Britt and I were both Northwest grads and Northwest college athletes. And when we moved to Kansas City to start a family, we uh, didn't really realize what what that would mean. But now we've got a three year old daughter um, who is uh, I I often characterize as a little volatile, um, <laughs> you know, or a sour patch kid. One of the two. She toggles between sour and sweet regularly and um, quickly uh, and then our son was born um, earlier this year and is about nine months old um, so we're just surviving at this point trying to I guess learn the hard way what most folks with uh, older kids learned many years ago and 
um, just trying to uh, enjoy, you know, enjoy the little things and, um, and keep enjoying each other, too. Congratulations. That's great. I assume uh, every night when you go to bed, you're as tired as if you just had a, a two-a-day football practice early that day. Uh, yeah, probably more so. Um, <laughs> you know, a different type of fatigue, I guess. Uh, you know, the, the mental fatigue is something that I maybe didn't appreciate as much, um, you know, just because the football was so physically demanding that that's, you know, that's you go home and you lay down and start icing or do whatever. Your brain's still in good shape, whereas I think the kids challenge me on, on both fronts. I, I walk in after a long day at work and, daughter wants to play you'll never catch me which is her version of tag um and just it goes non-stop until uh till it's bedtime so i get i find myself getting up earlier and staying up later just for some quiet <laughs> <laughs> and we're all hoping that uh, that you still have the long hair right uh no uh. i uh i cut that off uh really before i left maryville when i was applying for jobs i I was interviewing with, um, back, I was interviewing with the Fed, and the gentleman interviewing me uh, was kind of, uh, well, I just appreciate him saying, you know, we're, we're a pretty conservative organization and not saying, you know, we wouldn't hire you or anything like that, uh, but, you know, we you know we tend to be a little more traditional, and so just something to, to think about as you evaluate, you know, whether this is where you want to be. And I kind of said, enough said. And before my next round of interviews, I had buzzed my hair off. And, um, well, it looked like every other uh, candidate applying for the position at that point. It's good to hear that you're doing well, Sean. We appreciate you let us, letting us uh, catch up with you here today on Bearcat Rewind. And hope to catch up with you again soon. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. And uh, go Bearcats. Thanks again to Sean Paddock for joining us here on Bearcat Rewind, a former Northwest Missouri State All-American and a national champion during the 2009 campaign. Great to hear that he's doing well and continuing to do great things and keeping a close eye on Northwest Missouri State athletics as well. We want to thank our sponsors, the Northwest Missouri State Alumni Association and the Northwest Foundation, as well as Mosaic Medical Center Maryville for their support. Thanks to Alex Kurt for producing our intro and outro music. Thanks also to Austin Hall for engineering our podcast. Be sure to watch for new episodes of Bearcat Rewind each week throughout the fall. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio Podcast. So please subscribe and rate the podcast, tell your friends about it, and get them listening to Bearcat Rewind. Thanks so much to everyone for listening. For John Coffey, I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk with you again soon.